the, the preamble to that was Sen and Migs just ditched me and Kush and me and Kush had no idea what to talk about. So we concocted a third party character from Russia. <laughs> Is it unreasonable to think my parents will love me one day? Yeah, quite unreasonable. <laughs> He basically found a dude and he was like, how bad is this hostel? The Wi-Fi is slow. The floors are dingy, all that sort of stuff. And the guy turns around and looks at him and says, I'm the owner of the hostel. (laughs) Welcome back to Critical Banter, where we take the best bits from your favorite late night shows and package them into a podcast. So on today's episode, we'll be answering all of your questions on Ask TCB, as well as going back in time on Where Are They Now? But before we get into today's episode, be sure to check out our coning prank on YouTube, where we placed traffic cones in prime car park locations around Sydney and got people to forfeit a perfectly good spot. So just search up Critical Banter on YouTube and you can find it on our channel there. But anyway, it's wrap of the week. Uh, this week, we've got me and Miguel. We've got Kush. Hello, hello. Santhoran. Hello. And Rohit. G'day, g'day. Uh, boys, quick update from last week. So last Saturday, I got my wallet stolen, famously at the gym. Famously. Yeah, it was, it is infamous. Worldwide news. It was literally a hate crime committed against me. <laughs> Anyways, I've got a quick update about that. So basically just, if you haven't heard, um, I was at the gym doing my you know, usual workout. Some blokes come in, pinch my wallet and then bought a cab and a pizza with it. And, you know, if he's just stopped there, I would have been perfectly happy. Fair play, you know, well done. You got my wallet. He then calls the bank, convinces the bank that, he is me, changes my PIN and my number, and now has access to all my life savings. Um, well, not my life savings, but, you know, a, a large amount of money. Um, so what I did basically is, you know, filed a police report, did the whole classic, you know, for insurance purposes and whatnot. Um, but let's be real. Like the police are not going to do anything about a stolen wallet. There are bigger crimes to deal with, Ro. So it's time for vigilante justice. So over the course of the week, <laughs> I have... Gone on a little bit of a, you know, Detective Sherlock, if you may say so. Batman. Yeah, potentially even a little bit Batman. Not yet. The the baseball bat hasn't come out to break this guy's legs, but Cricket who Batman. knows what happens next week. <laughs> so, of course, what I did was uh, I went to the gym and basically asked them for the footage of the yeah. criminal. And I <laughs> have illegal. got- Super illegal. <laughs> it's not illegal. It's not illegal. They can give it to me. What They can give me the- They can't give you CCTV footage. They can't. They did actually can't. Did you No, I just asked politely. <laughs> yeah, his manners. Please and thank yous. Yeah. It'll it'll get you far. I'll tell you that much. But um, so they've given me the footage, legal or illegal, whatever. I've still got it, and I've seen the face of the man who's committed the crime against me. And so, the next step was then to call the taxi company, of which he um took the cab. And so the ca- taxi company is called GM Cabs, and I had a look at the reviews on their particular website. And they're all one star um, because apparently it's a scam and the guys don't put the meter on and whatnot. And Sen's like, oh, okay. The cab was like $40 or $35 to $40. And Sen was like, also, I would ask Sen for his advice. And he was like, oh, you know, Uber gives a radius um, between a 20 to 30 minute drive of where we live, right? GM cabs for $35 gets you a five minute drive. No. <laughs> no no way. way. No way. Are you five serious? Five minutes. Did he order a limo or something? No, I don't know what he ordered, like Uber Lux or whatever, GM Lux or GM, you know, fake taxi or whatever. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the guy lives in the area. So I called up the cab company and I was like, 
Um, hey, could I just grab some trip details of, of what I did on the, you know, um, on that particular evening? And then yeah. apparently I needed my last four digits of my credit card or my debit card for them to check the records. So I gave them that. Um, and the only way I did that, so basically I just started rattling off four digits that I thought were the card. So it took me 15 minutes to guess the combination of um, of the four, because I didn't have the card on me, right? So I looked at my Uber transactions and saw like the 15 cards listed on the Uber thing. And I eventually gave him one. And then she told me, okay, this guy lives five minutes away from me. So I'm just going to open this up to you, right? I know where the guy lives, not the exact address, but I know the uh, suburb in which he resides. What am I doing now? What's the next step for me on this vigilante mission? Is it time for the cricket bat? Or do we need to do, do a bit more sleuthing? Nah, there's only one answer, dude. Do you have like a street maybe? Or do you have just like a general vicinity? No, nah, I wasn't I wasn't able to get the I was just got the general vicinity. I think you form uh, a little militia and you just go door to door. Door to door knocking, yep. Door to door have knock. you seen this man? Printed printed out. Have you <laughs> seen this man? That. Yeah, you got the picture of the guy. Yeah. Oh, I think you got it. You got to confront him, dude. Is, is this the next video? We um totally well. We wear some sort of formal clothing and go around door knocking. Have you seen this man? <laughs> Potentially a, a white outfit, maybe some hats, <laughs> some pitchforks. <laughs> what are you thinking, Roy? What do you think the next step should be? Well, I was thinking the same thing. I'm thinking it's time to go door knocking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like the charities when so. they come around with the donations and whatnot, you knock yeah. on the doors and pretend to be Mormons. Mm, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, but I guess the question, like, I'm kind of worried, firstly, for my safety, um, you know, this guy stopped at nothing. So again, the bank called me once again saying, um, this guy is again trying to get in, all this sort of stuff. But I think I have two vendettas. Firstly, against the guy who stole my wallet. But I'm also thinking I'm launching a vendetta against the bank itself. <laughs> <laughs> Do we go to the head branch with cricket bats? Is that part two, bro? This is a serious lapse of security. Like, how, how did that guy, get, like, impersonate you and get through? That's he had all his details. Him. He's got his, yeah, he got Reddit's yeah. wallet. His license is there. He's got all his, his address. His, I don't know what else he has in his wallet, but those sort of details, he's got them. There's oh, enough there know. to, like, do some damage. Anyway, you can't go after the bank, bro. They've got literally no physical branches. Yeah. What are you going to do, mate? <laughs> Send them death threats over Facebook Messenger? But you know, I'll, I'll keep you guys posted on what's happening. I reckon the, the door knocking might be a go. Maybe just carry a little, yeah, little baseball bat or cricket bat or something, just so I'm prepared. I think I think it's time to get an outfit, bro. 11 p.m. at night mm. when the lights are off, it's time to go rooftop to rooftop. Exactly. <laughs> rooftop to rooftop. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think full Batman? Full I'm black. thinking Bru- here we go, Bruce Ninan. Don't worry. We got you. <laughs> In your little Mazda, the Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. All right, Sunny, give us some updates. What happened during the week? Um, I've got nothing for last week, but I do have something for the week going forward. Actually, jokes, I do have something. So we are recording this on Sunday. Um, so obviously last night we saw many freaks out on the streets in groups, dressed up in funny clothing, wearing scary makeup and acting strangely. It wasn't Halloween. It was a Hillsong gathering, but um, oh my god, that was teed, you teed that up too, yeah. obviously, bro. Um, <laughs> Nix was literally in the recording, just preempting Sen's joke, <laughs> getting predictable, mate. Switch it up. Um, do we have any thoughts on Halloween? I saw a lot last night. I feel, I don't know. I feel like people should stop trying to make a thing here in Australia. I saw a lot of people in the US still went out and did like trick or treating. Like, really, guys, in the middle of a pandemic, especially in like. 200,000 deaths, like, is this really the best time to go around knocking on strangers' doors? Mm. 
I, I'm not, I was never a big trick or treater, um, but like there would be some, like no one knocked on my house on Saturday or whenever it was Sunday. Um, but what happened was I basically, <laughs> why the laughs? He literally said a minute ago, today Listen, is Sunday. I said when Halloween was thrown. Listen. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. All right, anyways, um, but I was never big into Halloween. Uh, and, and the last time someone has knocked on my door, I remember we don't have any like lollies or treats or anything like that. So when the poor kids come and say trick or treat, um, they're like, oh, we're like, oh, one second. And then my parents grow mulberries. So mulberries were the, <laughs> the lolly of choice. <laughs> when they say trick or treat, what is the trick? Can I say trick? Like what do I give them for yeah, a trick? You yeah. egg them. Do I punch yeah. them? No, you egg them. <laughs> or they really? egg your house actually. No, I think they egg you. No, you give them a treat or they trick you. Oh, I think they're meant to egg you. So, yeah, I actually have a story. Like, this was a long time ago, but it's like the one vivid memory I have of Halloween. Like, I went to do the classic knock on a stranger's house and we're like, trick or treat. And the guy was like, trick. I'm like, what? (laughs) I want want, want a treat. And he was like, no, 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 trick. I'm I'm just standing there with my costume. I'm like, no. No, (laughs) No, you're wrong. Treat. (laughs) My mind, like, froze. I was like, I'm just expecting them to drop the candy into my little, like, Halloween bucket. And he, he was adamant, like, for a solid one minute. He was just like, trick, trick. I, I was just, like, looking, like, left and right, going, like, I don't know what to do. And then eventually he gave up and gave the candy and, like, ran away from there. I was like, what is wrong with this guy? You know what you need to do, Kush? I have a YouTube channel full of magic tricks that you oh. can pull out for next Halloween. <laughs> DJ Punk, bro, that's, that's on YouTube. Disgusting from you, bro. Um got two more things and this is for the upcoming week so like i said we're recording this on sunday and this episode will come out on wednesday and so on tuesday this week is the melbourne cup um and obviously on tuesday will be all the people who are against horse racing for only one day of the year will come out and say shit on twitter and whatnot um but fuck them and i'm going to give a tip for this week's <laughs> melbourne cup and so we'll find if i'll get Kush to remove this if this horse doesn't win but if this is still in I, i'm a genius so i'm um, number 15 russian camelot get around that one should win so little did you know, Sen just listed off all horses. Don't tell him, mate. That's, that's our little secret. And then obviously another big thing that's happening this week is the US election. So by Wednesday, I guess, ultimate Supreme Leader President Trump will be elected again for four more years. Um, and obviously at in this podcast, we are very delighted with that news. Um, all hail Trump. Um, but his odds are actually pretty bad. He is not the favorite to win. But he was also not the favorite to win in 2016. But Anyone going to be betting on the election this year? Apparently, the uh, US election is the most betted event in gambling history. As in, in general or this year's one? No, ever. This oh, year's wow. US election. And so, um, I have placed... Look, obviously, I would like Joe Biden to win. Just a personal opinion. Uh, That's not what you said half podcast. an hour ago. <laughs> no. <laughs> when you went but, on that very long rant about immigration and, <laughs> and, never and, all those, and all those Mexicans, but go on. Literally has never come out of my mouth once. Stop slandering me on air. Um, but I have put some money on Trump just because like, you know, we, my friend has a classic betting theology, you know, the team that he supports will always bet against them. So if they win, he's happy. If they lose, he's happy. Um, and that's kind of the thing that I'm going for. So, you know, Trump, $10 on that. Let's see how it goes. All right. I hope for your sake he wins. So this is Ask TCB. This is where we ask you guys for your questions that you want us to answer. So we ask them through the TCB Appreciation Society as well as Instagram. So we'll be going through the best ones there today. So follow us there if you want to submit your questions in for next time. Uh, So for today, we'll start off with the ones from the Facebook group. 
Um, and the first one is from Perry, and he asks, you are put in a life or death situation. Who amongst the boys in TCB do you call to save your life? Not Ro. Wow. I'm with you on, no, I'm with you on that, mate. You call him. He's on his way. He's going to do something to put his own life in danger before he gets to you. <laughs> exactly. He'll die first somehow. <laughs> wow. No, you call Ro. He shows up three hours late. Oh, Sen. <laughs> mate, every week we call- Out of all people to say late, Sen. That's pretty ballsy from you, yeah. <laughs> we meant to record this at 11. The man messages 11.30. Rohit and I are on at 11.30. 11.50, he shows up. Muted, are no we, less. Are we not going to say anything about Kush showing up at 1? I was like, cold. <laughs> <laughs> the man was doing grocery shopping. <laughs> Look, But no, I definitely not Roe. Process of elimination, I think I'm going to go with Migs. Purely on the fact that Sen... Unreliable, Ro probably be dead. Me, I'm still on my L's, so I was gonna say not Kush because he can't get to you. (laughs) Exactly, he's gonna have to check where the bus goes to be able to get to you. (laughs) I guess this isn't a question of who would you call. It's just who wouldn't you call. And yeah, you can easily mark out me, Ro, and Kush. So I guess yeah, yeah, has to be Manny. There's only one answer, one correct answer. Let's go, boys. All right, next question is from Leanne, and she wrote in. What is your favorite episode that you have recorded so far? I can tell you what my least favorite episode is. <laughs> Here we go. Which one? Go I on. I think we're answering the questions <laughs> the wrong way, boys. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah, yeah. So my, my favorite episode is one that we did a while ago. It's called Cheating, Bullying, and Necrophilia. Because I guess Manisha just had one of the greatest stories of all time. Yeah. Uh, it was a beautiful story. Um, and then potentially my least favorite episode was uh, the Dimitri... <laughs> <laughs> the, the preamble to that was San and Migs just ditched me and Kush and me and Kush had no idea what to talk about so we concocted a third party character from Russia <laughs> you could come back let's, let's not rule that out all, all together what I want to say about that episode is um, so I was listening to Overseas and Dimitri is Kush let's break the facade Dimitri is Kush why weren't you asking the question today <laughs> The Kush was asking himself questions. No, uh, Ro was right. That whole episode was shambles. And I think before that, we had no idea he was going to ask the question. So we just started recording. And then I was just like, oh, you know what? Let me just ask the question. <laughs> we thought we could trick the audience into thinking like Dimitri was an actual character. So we're like, it'll be sus if I ask all the questions, Kush. You give it a go. So Ro just watched Kush have a conversation with himself. <laughs> it was one of the most difficult episodes I've ever gone through. Purely for the fact that I had to watch Ro hide his face laughing and me switching accents <laughs> in a matter of seconds. And this is when we were recording in Rohit's like garage as well. So imagine if your parents walked in no, just no, this to see Ro's Kush talk to himself, wasn't it? This was upstairs and every... I think three minutes, we heard this beeping sound as well. It was this random <laughs> beeping sound that I had to remove every three minutes of that episode as well. The, the beeping sound was the uh, the fire alarm, change your battery for the fire alarm, but I still haven't changed the batteries. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, that, yeah, the one that you said was pretty good. Um, I also liked Air Jesus was pretty fun as well. That, yeah. was in the, that was the garage era of our podcast. That was a decent <laughs> one. So it was Nice Flow. I think that was also pretty fun. And then some of the newer ones, um, I think the Scott Morrison Kakokaki was pretty fun as well. Um, and grooming an expose, just purely how shit house that ended up being and how off the, <laughs> the rails title. it went. Mm. Yeah. So those were a couple yeah. of my favorite ones. I've got to say my favorite one is How to Survive Uni, which was the first time we played Bull Slut. 
And I think Kush somehow named fucking, what is it, 20, 30 train uh, stations? 26 train stations, yeah. something like that. Something ridiculous. <laughs> and then we also ranked uni degrees without knowing a single thing about them. So it <laughs> yeah. sums up the shithousery of the podcast. Yeah. I think my favorite is the second episode that we did, the first time we did Kako Be Cucked. That is still my um, all-time favorite episode. Uh, Otherwise, um, that or Air Jesus, it's got to be those two, I reckon. Actually, one one more rogue choice, um, World War Lou, which was the one where Rohit was... Uh, <laughs> was barely conscious through that episode. <laughs> you can string together two sentences. One of the all-time great performances on this podcast. <laughs> that was that was me coming in after work. I was dead tired. I had no filter between my thoughts and my words, and it just a stream of consciousness just played out beautifully. Uh, all right, check those episodes out if you haven't already. Um, so our next question is from Jack. And he asks, if outrageous things can happen, like Boris Johnson becoming prime minister and Trump becoming president, is it unreasonable to think my parents will love me one day? Yeah, quite unreasonable. (laughs) Do you believe in unconditional love? You know, no matter what, your parents will love you? Yeah, I don't. This this is like the question, like, uh, is there there a true altruistic act? The answer is always no. Mm. There's always strings attached to love. There's always some agenda behind this. Mm. So, yeah, I think it is unreasonable to think that your parents will love you, Jack. Like, look, again, you know, past performance is not an f- indicator of future performance, but tends to be sometimes. And uh, you're, what, 20, Jack, assume. And if they haven't loved you in the last 20 years, not much is going to change, my friend. Sorry, mate. Uh, we'll move on to the next one after that dark, dark answer. Um, the next question is from Thomas. And he asks, when, you, when did you guys decide to start recording and begin making podcasts? This is a nice story. I do remember it. Sort of vaguely, but but um, go on, Kush. It was thrown out of nowhere, wasn't it? I think Sen just threw it out of nowhere, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, we should do a podcast or something like that." <laughs> Literally, yeah, where were we at? Yeah, because I honestly don't know where we were at. So after weeks of playing Fortnite, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I think Sen was scrolling on his phone and saw the Jim Jeffries show was in Sydney. So we're like, "You know what, us three, let's go. Let's just go one day." Um, then we got there early. We we're watching the pre-acts, the comedians before Jim Jeffries. And then one of them we just weren't impressed with. So, like, in between, we're just like, boys, we can do better. We're funnier than this, boys. Let's start a podcast. And then in the show, we made it like a Facebook group chat. And then it, it just went from there. I don't know where Rohit came into all this. It was just us three. So, yeah, it was it was, it was was Sen, Migs, and Kush. And then I was in America at the time or something. I was overseas. And then Migs messaged me just one day like, do you want to do a pod? I just said yes instantly, not knowing who, was, who else was joining. I was like, let's or go. what the pod was about or anything. <laughs> just, do you want to start a pod? And I was like, absolutely. Let's do it. Let's find something to talk about. To be honest, we've been doing podcast material for years, but we've only been recording it for the past year and a bit. <laughs> oh, that's very true. It was all, it's a classic thing. It's like you were just having a conversation with your mates and then you're like, oh, pretty funny. I think would other people find us funny? And then we uh, put ourselves out there and people seem to we find us somewhat entertaining. <laughs> That's a deep insecurity that we all still have. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. We'll move on. Next question. It's from Richard and he asks, have you got any other videos planned like the traffic cone one? Yes, Yes, Richard. Yes, we do. It's it's in the making. Stay tuned. Subscribe to us on Critical Banter on YouTube and you'll see our next little video to drop. Um, And then the question after that, uh, last question from the uh, Appreciation Society, actually. It's from Paul Gendrup and he asks, what is your favorite story about each other? I have a couple of stories. Um, I'll share the first one though. And it's about Sen. So one of my favorite memories of Sen that I have 
is when we were in Europe. So I was staying at a hostel uh, with his girlfriend at the time now and Sen come and came and visited us and uh, we were outside and we were just chilling out with some people and Sen was trying to build rapport with random European dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this story. <laughs> and the way he did it was like, he basically found a dude and he was like, how bad is his hostel? The Wi-Fi is slow, <laughs> the floors are dingy, all that sort of stuff. And the guy turns around and looks at him and says, I'm the owner of the hostel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sen Thorin. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Um, I was fine because I was leaving. You guys had to stay in that hostel for like another two nights or something or another night. Uh, your assessment of the hostel was absolutely accurate. It was it was actually disgusting. But the way that the guy just like the guy let send spiel for like two minutes about how <laughs> crap the, the the hostel was, and then he just drops the bombshell. Oh dearie me! But I can't stress how dodgy this place was. It was mm. subhuman conditions, to be honest. Like. Yeah, I think you guys were paying, what, five pounds a night? So, fair enough. You got what you paid yeah, for. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so my story is also about Senny. Um, and I think it's during the same time period as well when he went to the UK for an exchange, one or two weeks, I think it was. And the boys back home set him a little challenge that he uh, unfortunately did not complete. And the forfeit for that, the punishment for that challenge was to buy a dildo. So, we thought this man, the coward that he was at the time, wasn't even going to step foot into a sex shop. But little did we know, he messaged the group chat inviting all the boys and some girls as well <laughs> to, to visit the sex shop, have a look around, shop around, see what they had to offer. Rohit, you, as we said, you were overseas at the time. We FaceTimed you as well whilst we were in the shop, that showing you the offerings of the sex shop. Um, we saw the extortionate prices that they had, the extortionate dildos that they had. Um, Senny settled for a $50 8-inch black dildo from Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. Um, and unfortunately, he did not keep it. He pawned it off to Rohit's girlfriend, who <laughs> claims to have never used it, but still has it. She plans to flip it. Um, but that's actually a different story, Migs, than what I thought. I had another sense story that I thought was insane. <laughs> Here we go. All right, let's go. <laughs> and it was the... Uh, so, I, I flew in from... Uh, I think I was overseas, and I flew into a, a party that we were going to. I think it was called... It's like a uni party called Black Party. Uh, yeah, this um, is the one I thought you guys would go with. <laughs> This is the one I thought you'd go with. <laughs> and so I came in and then everyone was already drinking. So I had to catch up and then we're walking through and then Sen is absolutely plastered. And we were like, oh, we paid for the party. We're just going to leave him on the side of the road. Bad friends to be fair. So we, we go inside, <laughs> have a good time at the party. Four hours later, we come in and Sen's wearing this foil cape that the ambulance has put over in, <laughs> dressed like Superman walking back to the hostel. <laughs> No, the thing is, we didn't even meet him outside the party. We were walking back to our little Airbnb without him. And then we so happened to run into him on the streets in his cape, in his his burrito foil. He just appeared out of nowhere. Uh, that's a, well, um, that's we'll another put, one. It sends classic. We'll, we'll put the picture up of me in the cape or me with a dildo up on one of our socials, maybe. Mm. Probably both. We'll put it in the group. If you want to see that, join the group. <laughs> Alrighty, so we'll move on to our Instagram questions. And um, the first one, quick one, is from Adam, and he's asking you, Rohit, how's your cat? I actually have a good update about this cat. So I went to the vet um, a week ago, and the person that I bought the cat off had not, or has not, transferred ownership of the cat. So the cat, the cat is currently in my hands, but legally still owned by the previous owner. So and then cat. I've called. Yeah, well, I've called the owner and I was like, hey, man, can you just transfer ownership? <laughs> Silence. Ghosted. <laughs> Scene zoned. He's going to extort you for more money, I reckon. 
Oh, this is, I don't want to get into another life or death struggle about <laughs> this ownership, dude. I've gone through too many these these last couple of weeks. But the vet said that if you lose your cat, like so if the cat runs away and someone finds them and they do the microchipping, then it'll go straight back to the owner. So I think that's what he might be banking on. He got 1500 bucks and he gets the cat again. <laughs> he gets to have his cake and eat it. Oh, my days. So keep, keep tuned for that. I'm, I'll give another update because I'm basically going to try and fight this guy without having to go to court, I pray. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Another quick question from Almost Over 21. And he asks, who's going to win the Premier League? Um, I think it's dead if me and Sen answer this. So, Rohit, Kush, I want to hear what you guys have to think. Have um, to say. I'd name, say your, name a team you know. Yeah. Los Angeles Lakers. I think they might win that one. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm going to respectfully pass this because I know nothing about football. Uh, I'm a Manchester United fan when they were winning. And I am now a Liverpool fan after they have won. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Next question from Surame, friend of the show. Shout out you. Um, and he asked, sock, sock, shoe, shoe or sock, shoe, sock, shoe? You're a freak if you do sock, shoe, sock, shoe. I'm sorry. Yeah, that is I agree. so rogue. Yeah, it's both socks first. Yeah, for sure. Both socks first, then both shoes. Kush? Yeah, same. The, the second one is just unnatural. I don't think I've ever heard anyone do it. Yeah, sock, <laughs> no, shoe, sock, like, shoe. No, I feel like- It's against the word of God. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it's more of a superstition thing. People put their right foot on first. They put their right sock and then their right shoe first. Uh, okay. That's well, we don't want logical. anyone like that listening to our podcast. So <laughs> be gone. <laughs> okay. Next question from Jeff. Who is your favorite singer and why is it Eminem? I didn't even think Eminem was a singer. To I thought it was a rapper, honest. to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Is rapping even music? You're just saying quick words, isn't it? <laughs> You're just talking. Is, Dude, I can do the same cake. thing with like Google Translate and like put on two times speed. So I had a friend who was um who for his year twelve um final exams you can do music as a subject. And so his music um so people do instruments and stuff like that, you can sing as well. Uh and his personal uh you know music musical item was him singing death metal. So <laughs> It was just screams and because basically that's like never been done before or whatever, essentially the, the markers gave him a, the lowest mark in the grade oh. for 42. <laughs> they just couldn't appreciate heavy metal. Mm. Not appreciating his own time. Yeah, I don't get how rapping is musically inclined in any way. I think we're just celebrating what should be a medical condition, really. <laughs> Tourette's. Yeah. Basically. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, nah, I disagree, but move on. All right, Wes asks us, is an American Pop-Tart a sandwich or a ravioli? Rohit, do you know what a Pop-Tart is? So, I looked up a Pop-Tart, what it, what it is. I don't think I've ever had one, nor ever seen one. So, I'm not equipped to answer this question whatsoever. I think it's marketed or branded as a sandwich, but I, I do like the notion that it can be a ravioli. But isn't ravioli by definition pasta? Like yeah, shape shape wise, it's it is a ravioli. You know, it's it's got it's got its filling, and then on the outside, it's clamped together. That being said, I've had a pop tart once. I've never had one either. Yeah, no one cares, Wes. Next question. <laughs> Again, we appreciate everyone that writes in a question. <laughs> How does Kush have such a cult following after attacking eighty percent of our listeners every week? Is he negging the listeners? <laughs> Uh, fine, we'll move on for your kush. Joshua asks us, have you ever witnessed someone suspiciously punching above their weight in a relationship, job, or friends? I have. 
Um, I, I don't know how you can, first of all, punch above your weight when it comes to friends. Uh, actually, no, let me tell you another story, potentially. Oh my God. So <laughs> I, was, I was at a Lil Pump concert in, uh, in the Netherlands. Must be nice. And so basically, they, uh, they have like, before he comes on, they have his little posse that shows up or whatever. And, you know, you've got the guys, the thugs, the tats, all those stuff. And like, you're thinking, okay, that makes sense that he's in Little Pump's posse. Um, and then you basically have, you know, that guy with the long neck, that like really skinny white kid with a long neck? Bro, where is the story going? No, all I'm, <laughs> all I'm saying is there was a guy who just did not belong in that little environment. Uh, he was basically like this skinny white dude who literally looked like he was anorexic <laughs> and had no place in a little pump posse is all I'm saying. Punching above his weight with friends. Right. I, I don't, again, I still don't fail to see how that answers the question. Um, I, again, but I don't have an answer to this question either. I just want to say that I had a friend's friend who was dating a girl from Brazil. Like, she was like super hot, but she didn't speak a word of English and he didn't speak a word of Portuguese, so they tr- they literally communicated to each other through Google Translate for about three months of their relationship. Um, but they broke up in the end, so shout out to him. But it's like um, the guy who d- dated the um, Mexican weather girl, fuck the the YouTuber. Phase Center. Phase, thank you. Again, I think she spoke English though, but um, he was definitely punching above his weight. So there's your answer, Joshua. Now I've got a I've got a quick job related one, and it's do with you, Rohit. Your little <laughs> your your little stint at. JB Hi-Fi, the Australian technology store. Mate, you know nothing about yeah, technology. Was- <laughs> you can barely get your microphone working for this podcast and here you are selling TVs, computers, <laughs> phones. How did you rort yourself into that job, mate? So, I don't know how I rorted myself into the job, but when I was at the job, correct, I didn't know anything. So, I stuck to the MacBooks, not because I could even sell a MacBook, but because there were MacBook experts that were there at the store. <laughs> and so, what happened was I let them talk to the customer and then I just process the sale. Easiest commission you made. Absolutely. All right. So those are our questions for today. And if you want to submit yours in, make sure to join at the TCB Appreciation Society or follow us on Instagram at Critical Banter. All right. So our friends at Manscaped have actually sponsored this week's episode so you can clean your boys downstairs. Manscaped is number one in men's below the waist grooming and they offer precision engineered tools for your family jewels. So, boys, what do these people actually sell? Um, they've got a bunch of different products, and I'll rattle a few off. Uh, some of my actual favorites are the Lawnmower 3.0 Trimmer. So, that offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents. Uh, you've also got the Refined Cologne. So, this is just a cost efficient way to smell clean and fresh for your date. And finally, there's the classic Crop Cleanser, one of my personal favorites, which is the hair and body wash. Designed with aloe vera and sea salt to leave your skin feeling fresh, moisturized, and reinvigorated. So, with all those formulations, they're all vegan-free, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate, paraben-free. I don't even know what that is. Um, so, you know your manhood is in good hands. The only thing that's not free is the price. Sen, what can we do about that? What we can do is our listeners can get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code TCB. So, with the code TCB, you get 20% off and free shipping. So, make your balls a priority this spring. All right, guys, new segment this week called Where Are They Now? And so, in this segment, we're going to discuss some musty individuals from the social side, guys, who we may have forgotten. And each of us is going to present one and we're going to try and figure out what they're doing now. So, I guess I'll start us off. 
And so I'm going to talk about Cocaine Cassie, who we discussed a few months ago on this podcast. Um, real name, obviously, Cassie Sainsbury, also known as the poor man Chappelle Corby. So, well, so Cocaine Cassie was done for smuggling 5.8 kilograms of cocaine out of Colombia um, in headphones, which was, I mean, ambitious from her, to be honest. And she mm. spent 27 months in prison because of that. And so while Chappelle, on the other hand, has been getting magazine deals and she's you know, appeared on reality shows such as SAS, Cassie's kind of drifted off into oblivion. So, boys, I want to ask you, where is Cassie now? Tell me, what has she been doing? Knee-deep in cocaine. <laughs> you think she's gone back to it? 100%. They never learn. Well, they say once a drug dealer, always a drug dealer. <laughs> Who has said that? Who are they? <laughs> Who are they? Rohit <laughs> <Marie> Nainan. <laughs> Quoting himself, is he? Absolutely. Um, I think. I think Cassie... Put yourself in potentially, shoes, boys. What yeah, would you? Do? That's what I'm trying to think. I'm thinking you, you've gone to. Did she go to jail? She did, right? 27 months. Yeah. Where apparently right. she had access to all social media in prison. So I <laughs> yeah, mean, nice. is that really jail? Still connected with the outside world, which means that potentially, you know, she's kept in contact with her her friends that have pulled her into that particular industry. Um, but I'm thinking, like, 27 months in, especially like an overseas jail, it's not a cushy. Uh, Australian jail, despite the fact that you do have, you know, your internet access and Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that, I still feel like you're having a bit of trouble uh, going to the toilet, having a shower, all that sort of stuff. So I think she has rehabilitated and she's turned into a um, guru on how to avoid addiction. Uh, yeah, look, bro, I think I'm, I'm sort of on the side with you. I definitely think she's been rehabilitated. Um, I wouldn't call her a guru. But I reckon she's trying to milk her sort of like presence via like TikTok, perhaps. That's what I'm saying. Mm. TikTok stuff. That's mm. it's actually not a bad guess from Kush, I have to say. So Manny's gone down the route of, you know, she stayed evil, <laughs> you know, just absolutely loved the cocaine and she's just d- dove in straight into it. But Rowan Kush have said that uh, she's turned good, I guess, and tried to do good for society. Well, Kush was actually the closest. So, if you look up Cassie Sainsbury, the first article that comes up is literally Cass- Cocaine Cassie is selling nude photos to men. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a little, a little OnlyFans. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's rumors that she's been doing OnlyFans, but she's come out. She's not like that. Cassie is not like the other people on OnlyFans. So, she's come up and she's denied it. And she said, I've never even heard of OnlyFans. I did not receive money for any of these photos. These photos exist, but I was not paid for them. <laughs> so, she does it for the love. Of selling, <laughs> of selling nudes. You know, she's a purist. She's a purist. We always said Cassie is a purist. And so, yeah. So, she's been sending her time sending out nudes to people who ask for them, apparently. And she also got engaged. So, she is soon to get married. Her loving fiancé proposed to her at a soccer match in the prison. Oh, very nice. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait. A she found a love of life in prison? Exactly. This, this is where the story keeps getting better. So, apparently, she said... Um, she didn't expect to find love during her time inside, but a relationship with her very funny, very outgoing fiance blossomed about nine months earlier, and they slowly fell in love. That's it's a heartwarming story, you know. Who said Rose was it the was prison dead? guard? Was it the prison guard that she fell in love with? <laughs> I think it was just another inmate, dude. <laughs> but he proposed at a soccer match, <laughs> a prison soccer match, no less. So, you know, Cassie's she's she's not gone the Chappelle Corby route of trying to hog the limelight and sell stories or whatever. She's She's trying to keep time to herself and give nudes to others. So, you know, power to her. And I hope, I wish her all the best, really. All righty. Um, that was a nice little update. I was actually wondering where she went. Um, but my <laughs> one is a bit more <laughs> universal. Ronald McDonald is the <laughs> Here we go. individual that I have, you know, asked, where are they now? Because like, 
back in the day, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure like all my birthday parties from maybe like age eight to 12 were all at like some sort of fast food joint. I mean, yeah. whether it's Hungry Jacks or McDonald's or whatever. And like the highlight was seeing, you know, good old Ronald come up and blow the balloons and hand out his Happy Meals and whatnot. I was living the dream. Um, but, you know, suddenly he's disappeared all of a sudden. McDonald's done a, done a rebrand. Where's he gone? Um, so where do you think Ronald McDonald has disappeared to? I think Ronald was doing okay up until about 2017 when the movie It came out. <laughs> I think with that, that just destroyed the reputation of clowns. So poor old Ronnie, I think he had to go find another volition. So now he's um he's selling used cars as a uh, salesman um, and he's not doing okay. Um, my thoughts and prayers do go out to Ronald at this time, tough time. <laughs> Condolences. Condolences to Ronald. I'm saying he went to one too many kids' birthday parties oh, and he's locked, up. <laughs> he's locked up. He's done. He's done the dirty and he's in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Did Ronald ever strike you as that kind of character? I thought he was genuinely, you know, warming. That's what they say about that's what they say about Santa, but you go to the bloody shopping centers and you see some nonces wanting kids on their laps. <laughs> oh my god. Shout out to um Mall Santas. <laughs> Doing God's work all around the globe. I was um I, I I actually am a bit creeped out by Mall Santas, I'm not gonna lie. Ronald McDonald did nothing. I'm on Sand side here. Did nothing wrong. But Mall Santas, mate. Yeah. I have I have one story of me um, as like a little kid basically going to do the family photo at the mall Santa, and the guy was just like, "Come here," <laughs> in that exact voice. No, he didn't. <laughs> he did. And did you go there? I did. <laughs> <laughs> and where did he touch you, right? <laughs> no, okay. To be fair, he didn't touch me, but it's just the way he wanted me to. Climb on top of his little lap. <laughs> oh, stop. oh, dude. My God. Yeah. Bit creepy. Right. So, Ro, where is Ronald McDonald these days? Kush, you want to take a guess of where, where Ronnie is? Um, I, I reckon he's just retired. He, he's, you know, he's taking a step down. He's put away the wig and he's what back at You don't home. think that's his natural hair? <laughs> you assume that's not his natural hair. <laughs> no, nah, I think, yeah, he's just sitting down. He's, he's um, watching all the McDonald's ads now, crying. His tears mm. forming a new cereal bowl. That's what it is. Well, Olsen, you got very close with the it story because it wasn't it that broke him. It was in 2016 when the clowns uh, popped up in America. Oh, that's right. That's stupid. I thought that was with it though. I thought that was like a part of the marketing for it, like where everyone started dressing up as clowns and killing people. I don't know. But yeah, do you remember that time when basically everyone was dressed up as a clown, chasing people terrifying. with knives, yeah. standing on the middle of roads and whatnot, that little saga of- that actually that, spooked that, me. I'm not going to lie. That genuinely scared me as well, yeah. yeah. I'm glad it didn't Are you guys scared here of in Australia much. It low-key did. It low-key did. It, it did a little bit here in Australia, but not compared, like not as much as in the US. US is a bit uh, bit over the top. Bro, did you just ask if we're scared of clowns? Yeah. Well, yes, like- if I'm at driving at 11 p.m. and there's a clown standing on the middle of the road with this knife, yes, I am scared of a clown. But I'm just confused. Like, is, is it the clown mask that's scary? Like, for example, if a guy's standing in the middle of the road not dressed as a clown, with a knife, are you more scared of him, or are you more scared if he's got a little costume on, big big shoes and big boots and whatnot, <laughs> size fifteens? Thanks, right? Is it the feet size that scares you? If he had size tens, uh, I'd uh, <laughs> not be scared. Fifteens, too much. Terrible. Nah, the, the whole outfit like adds yeah. a layer to it. That's it. The costume shows they're unhinged, mm. even more so. Mm. No, but then the costume shows are just playing a role. They're doing it for fun. Whereas some unhinged bloke in normal True. clothes with a knife is even more dangerous. You, you don't know what his agenda is, his motive. 
Yeah, either oh, way. No, I'm, I'm running either one over. Like, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> 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 You're flattening them straight away. But yeah, look, yeah. It, was, it was because of that, the 2016 clown sightings. And that was the end of Ronald McDonald. So Sweet. another part of what got rid of him was basically people or advocacy groups, advocacy groups, I should say, basically said that Ron was promoting an unhealthy lifestyle to impressionable kids. No. And so they chopped him off. Disgusting. That's political correctness gone mad. Mm. What has society come to? All right, guys, that brings us to the end of the episode. And as per usual, we've got our fan of the week from the TCB Appreciation Society. And this week, shout out to Shrika for his lovely little meme about Kushagra's moustache. <laughs> so if you guys want to check that out, definitely join the TCB Appreciation Society and um, definitely submit some more memes because we definitely like seeing that. So yeah, go ahead and join. Yep, and also remember to use the code TCB at manscaped.com so you can get 20% off as well as free shipping on all products. The link for that is out of description. And as well as that, you can check out our full coning prank video on YouTube. Uh, just search up Critical Banter there. And for the rest of our podcast episodes, you can check them out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast apps. And with that, we'll see you guys next week. 